Welcome to Simply Happy, a show where you'll be learning how to shift into a more positive perspective in easy-to-manage steps. Who am I? My name's Olivia. I'm a mother, a wife, the driven woman behind SimplyAlley.com, and someone who ditched bipolar, anxiety, and depression through mastering my mindset and emotions. So let's chat about some tips that have helped transform my life and many others, because life doesn't need to look perfect to be happy. Hey there, what's up? It's your girl Olivia coming at you with a bonus episode of Simply Happy. Today on the show, I am chatting with Megan Gallagher. Now, I am going to leave the amazing introduction and everything that she does. I'm going to leave that to her. (laughs) You'll hear about it when we start our chat. But the reason I wanted to bring Megan on the show is because, honestly, she is such a like a loud and proud anxiety advocate for teens. And the way she shows up, the way that she brings a humor with it, and you guys know I love my humor. Um, I just love her approach to educating and helping other people be guided through what it feels like to live with anxiety. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. Here's the chat. All right, I am so excited to have Megan on the show today. Hi, Megan. Welcome to Simply Happy. Hi, Olivia. How are you? I am doing wonderfully. How are you? I am doing amazing. I am just so excited to talk with you, and I am such a fan of your podcast. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. That means the world. You guys, Megan does so many, Just she's just so phenomenal in how she's like, making such a powerful impact on the mental health community and it just it warms my heart to have you on the show honestly like it's the best thing oh my gosh i i agree i mean i like likewise like you're (laughs) you're like so amazing and i commend you for all the open honest conversations you're having with people about mental health because i think we live in a world a day and an age where so many people are like affected they know someone who has a mental health issue or they personally are struggling and maybe they just don't even know that it's like a real thing or they're oh no this is just the way I am or the way that my family is but it's like it's a real thing that you can you know just get to know yourself more about yeah, I I love that you you brought that up too because I oh my gosh, like so many people, especially even like my students when I talk to them about, you know, their past and everything, they're like, "I didn't even know I had it." Like and I'm just like, "Whoa." Like it's just so it's so wild and I never I'm not you know, it's not my place to sit and give people a diagnosis, but um you know, yeah, so many more people just it's it's so beneficial to be able to realize like if you are showing symptoms, even if even if it's like you haven't been fully diagnosed, just know getting an awareness of it that it's not just you, you know. It's it's so powerful. It's really it's so important to feel empowered and to be your own advocate because you know if you feel that it's just we know ourselves best. We're mm-hmm. we're the driver of our car. We're the owner of our body. And if you feel like there is something off, or you feel like you know, you're struggling or you just, you know, your personality's changed or you feel like something is affecting your mental well-being, whether it's a toxic relationship, um, you just moved to a new city, something. It's so important to take inventory of your life and to really check in, 
you know, like what's my sleep hygiene like? What's my eating habits? What like what is going on that is affecting my happiness and just feeling like grounded and present in the moment? For sure, for sure. Oh my goodness, I love already where this conversation is going. I know. So good. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, well, before we keep going with it, I do want to ask you a couple questions. But um, yeah. So tell us a little bit about what it is that you do um, to help more people become simply happy. Yes. So I am a two-time TED Talk speaker, number one best-selling author on Amazon a After Buzz TV host and a mental health advocate and a podcast host. And I am really helping people become more simply happy because just, I mean, just by sharing my advice and just by sharing my personality online and it really just, it really makes my day when people message me saying things like, oh my gosh, Megan, you know, I saw like your post, your Instagram story, your YouTube video, it literally like made me smile and it just made me feel better. And that's just, that that means more to me than anything in this world. And I just, I, I personally will never forget how I felt when I was in high school and I was, it was, my anxiety was at its worst and I was struggling with, you know, so much just trying to get good grades, trying to go to college, so many things at once and feeling so overwhelmed. But I felt like so alone because no one was having any open conversations in my school. So from my own experience, I've taken that and I really want to be that role model that I really, really wished was around when I was in high school. And I just constantly felt like, oh, well, no, no one is talking about the fact that, you know, two months ago, a kid at my high school ended his life and we kind of brushed it under the rug. And I think it's weird that no one wants to talk about it and just spark a conversation and, and people, teachers, whoever think it's just like, oh, but just it's better to not talk. I, I mean, it's like, no, it's actually better to talk about it to treat us like adults and to be real and honest and to just have us understand that this is real life people struggle with depression anxiety just so many different things and you aren't the first one that's felt this way you won't be the last and there are things that you can do to feel better yes ah I love that so much and Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. I just like, I can't want to keep the conversation going. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. But yeah, those are just, whoa, my goodness. I think that was my, my phone. I'm so sorry. That was intense. Um, oh my gosh. Anyway, but yeah, there's just, just so many, I, I love that you do that. And I also love that you, you go and you speak, you speak at schools, right? Yes. So yeah. I've spoken at, I started speaking when I was 20 years old and I've spoken at over 500 middle schools and high schools, and I have really just, my life mission is to change the school system, because once again, when I was in high school, and I mean, I I just felt never understood, and I, I had a hard time understanding my own self, because, you know, I still was like super social, I was the class clown, like I still am. It's just, I felt like, well, my, my personality, 
I'm so extrovert. I love like going out socializing. Like I love trying new things, but it really, you know, it doesn't match what a typical person would think. Oh, if, if you have anxiety, then you must be, you know, like just, you're afraid to leave your, like all of these typical stigmas. But I was like, you know, I want to change the school system. I want there to be classes where it's mandatory how to follow your dreams, how to find your passions. And in that class, just like in a math class where they teach you about ratios and fractions and decimals, I really want there to be a class where it's the teacher actually, you get to like figure out what your passions are at that age and you get to like try them because schools don't do that and they just kind of it's the system where teenagers just feed and shuffle into it and then they just you know they graduate college and they're like well wait what I still don't know what I actually like quote unquote want to do it's because schools are not allowing teenagers and children to have the time to actually explore and ponder and think about that idea because you know, you can, you can change passions anytime. It's like life, we're always learning. It's, it's not just the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. And I think being able to like hone in on what those passions are, but also knowing how to emotionally go through the transition, like how to, how to, how to navigate that and how to handle that. Because yeah, going from, even from middle school to high school or high school to, you know, college, or even if you don't do college, you know, it is a transition. And I think a lot of a lot of teens, you know, there's so much pressure there, but then they don't know yes. how to, unless their parents are teaching them the, um, like, just healthy emotional coping, you know, and also modeling it for them, they're not going to know how to how to move through that, you know. Exactly. That's so true. And, I mean, honestly, like, something that I went through when I was 16 that was really hard was I had this relationship with this guy and it was extremely like very unhealthy. It was very toxic. I didn't trust my gut feelings. Like it was just not a good relationship. And I will never forget on the phone with him one day, I was, you know, just saying, Oh my gosh, you know, I feel this way. And I, he didn't go to the same school as me. And I was like, I feel this way. And well, he's like, yeah, but like, you're just making this all up. And I was like, no I'm not and he's like well yes you are because it's in your head you're just making it up and I'm like I just like there's just been things in my life that I will never forget and people are Mm -hmm. like they're just so ignorant and they don't understand that like it's a it's a real thing it can be hereditary it's the way that your mind is wired it's literally like the way that you process information and so Yes, you know, my whole life I've been constantly like in improvement and I eat healthy, I get tons of sleep, I'm constantly wanting to be better, do better, get more in shape, but yet I still have these moments where I feel triggered and yes, at 24 I know myself so much more and I know like how to kind of calm myself down, I can be my own therapist, I talk myself, you know, Megan, take a breath. Let's, you know, start thinking about like something else. Let's just turn off the phone for five seconds and take some deep breaths. You know, where did your mind wander throughout the day? Um, So I think it's really, really, really important to just 
check in with yourself and to know that however you are feeling, it's, it's like, it is perfectly good. And that is how you're supposed to be feeling because I just think there are so many people who like, you know, just are like, well, it's anxiety. It's in your head. And I'm like, well, that's true. But it's also like a real mental health illness. It's just one of those things that doesn't feel super helpful in the moment. You're like, yeah, that doesn't, yes. yeah, yeah, it's in my head. What do you, like, how do I get it out? What do I, I do know. about it? <laughs> like, do you have tips? Like, like if you're going to yes. say that, then, like, what's the follow-up, please? <laughs> because, exactly. Yeah, I got that so much where it was, you know, and a lot of people do. It's just like, oh, be happier. Oh, just don't stress about it. Oh, just, you know, and it's like, you sit there and you're like, but how? But how? But how? Like, how? <laughs> and yes. You know, I think it's, you know, it's, goodness, I think it's, it's one of those things where, you know, we can't, like, be knowledgeable of everything that everybody goes through. But, you know, there's a, there's a level of, like, empathy that we can, you know, try to deliver when somebody's expressing how they're feeling or what their experience is like and all that exactly. stuff. And, um, and, you know, and if it's something that you're not knowledgeable on, just doing your best to be understanding, to be empathetic, to hear their perspective and what it feels like for them. Um, cause that's like, that's yes. the best you can do in that, that kind of situation. And yeah, it's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I like, I don't know if this is something you talk about with teens, but like, oh gosh, I would like, I just wish I had known when I was a, when I was a teenager that like, it wasn't just this like fixed thing that I couldn't do anything about, you know? Cause that's, that's how it, yeah. it felt like in a, and, um, and, I, you know, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but, you know, I thought like, I mean, nobody told me otherwise, but I thought like medication and therapy were my only options and they weren't working. And so I was just like, well, I'm screwed for the rest of my life. Oh, my gosh. There are so many other remedies. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, it was like I always felt like that. Like I, I didn't know it at the time, but. You know, I feel like you and I kind of come home to this is like there's the like there's like this clinical route that is most common that most people know. Yes. And yes. and then I feel like kind of like for me, it was like, oh, there's also this like super spiritual route where it's like, you know, it kind of goes more like beyond like where my brain was willing to go at the, at the time. And yes. so I'm like, I need a bridge of somebody who's just like going to give me day to day tips on like how to do this. No, I agree completely. And honestly, I mean, the household I grew up in, you know, my parents, like just their personal choice, but they said, Megan, since you are only 14 years old and your brain is still developing, um, you know, we're not going to give you any medication right now. That's going to be when you're an adult down the road, that's going to be a choice that you can make. You wow. can choose you know, once you're older, like older, mature, and your brain is fully done developing, we just, we don't like, just trust us. So I, at 14, I jumped into therapy and I tried, like, I just did different sessions. At first I tried cognitive behavioral therapy, which mm -hmm. is literally just normal talk therapy. Mm -hmm. And then I also tried hypnotherapy. I did EFT tapping with like an EFT specialist, which yeah. was so powerful. I love tapping. And I just, I, for me personally, you know, I've never taken medication. I have nothing against it whatsoever, but mm -hmm. I just, in my, in my situation, I, I really resonate with like breathing techniques and EFT tapping. I resonate with guided meditations. I resonate with just 
more like you said like the holistic spiritual route because it just makes me feel better and it just I that's just what I click with yeah no I love that I love that and I think for some people like it really does it is a route that's really beautiful and works really well yeah as with anything like some people take the clinical route and like therapies like the dream come true that they've been hoping for yeah. And oh my gosh. I think just do literally whatever works for you and whatever makes you feel better and whatever yeah. helps you get through the day and like just you, you want to follow your dreams in life. So whatever can help you get there. It's just you do you. Yeah. And I think that's so important, like for people to know is like if you try a clinical route and it doesn't work, it's not hopeless. You're not like you it's, no. You can still be helped. And if you try, you know, something that feels more spiritual and you're not clicking with it, then like there's other ways. And so I think yes. that that's the thing that like got lost on me is I'm like, well, this one way, the only way I knew of. I mean, that's why I do this podcast. I'm like it didn't work. And so I was like, well. That's that's where I'm at, like, because they literally told me they were like, you're you're going to probably live with this the rest of your life. And I was like, well, that sucks. So you're telling me I can't be helped. And this is just how my life's going to go. Thank you. No, I, I know. And it's just I think like being your own advocate is the most important thing in the world, because there can be so many doctors that tell you, oh, you know, eh, like, you just have to stick up for what you feel is right in your body. Like, we all have a gut feeling. We all know when something is off. And just because one doctor says, oh, you know, I mean, I think, like, no, you you have to put your foot down. You have to be comfortable with saying, actually, I know this is what is going on. And, like, you just have to be your own advocate. And I feel like it's such a blessing because we live in a world where, there are so many free hotlines and just group therapy chats, so many like apps and blogs where people can give advice and it's either really cheap or for free. And you just, you know that you aren't alone. And I really love that people nowadays are so open with it. Yeah. Yeah. And Oh, I just like I I love that too. like reminding like everyone that's listening to just like listen to yourself. Like even if you're talking to a doctor, like even if you're talking to somebody where you're like, well, they have authority here, you know, like it is about like you still get a say you you don't have to just take it blindly and be like, well, that's what the doctor said. So that's what I've got to do. I mean, I wouldn't be here if that's what I had done. And um, exactly. Yeah, it's just and I what I love too is that like so I was doing um I was doing a one-on-one call with one of my students and um after she had graduated and everything from my program and she was like, "Yeah, I'm you know, going to this therapy session and you know, she's like, "I just don't want to slip into the like old pattern." And I was like, you know, I was like, "You're you're a smart woman. Like you've, you know, you've done so much work. You have so much self-awareness." Yeah. And she went yeah. into that appointment and was like was like the her therapist was like you you sound like you're on it <laughs> and she's like yeah. yeah I know and I just need help with this and this <laughs> like I was like just be really direct with her I was like don't go in there being like oh help me I don't know what you know I don't know what's going on I was like you know yeah. what you want help with like go in yeah. there and and speak it and if you've tried something tell her oh yeah I've already tried that you know do you have an, a different methodology I can use you know I was like just go in there you know with a level of not necessarily, I mean, confidence, but, you know, like, just advocating for yourself, like you said. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is, like, you just have to be, and I feel lucky that, like, my parents raised me, like, I have a really strong mom, and there were so many times growing up where 
like my dad's more of a softy and he, you know, he's like, I can't see my daughter crying. He's like, I don't know what to do. My, you know, he's like, I don't know to stay home. But like my mom growing up was so like on it. She's like, Megan, go to school. Like she would force me to do everything to like go to the sleepover. Like, don't come home. I'm not going to answer the phone. Like, But it, but it, it really, it helped me though, because it trained me and it taught me to, oh my gosh, like my brain, I started because our brain is just, it's full of like, you know, um, like connections and memories and associations. Mm-hmm. So now I have like a positive association with pushing myself outside my comfort zone yes. and pushing, pushing past the negative thoughts. I have like oh, no, this is a good thing. Like, I will get rewarded in some way. So that's really benefited me. Um, I I literally, like, wouldn't trade my – like, they just helped me so much. But it is important, you know, to be your own advocate and to stick up for yourself because not everyone thinks the way that you do. And you have to ask for what you want because closed mouths don't get fed. And, you know, if you – have a need or request or you like don't agree with someone you have to stick up for yourself because either you know you're not going to say something and then five months later it's still going to be bugging you which is going to cause more anxiety it's Mm -hmm. just so healthy to journal your feelings or tell someone in person and really make sure that you feel like if you are thinking about getting a therapist to make sure that you feel like your connection with them is really, really powerful to make sure that you feel like, oh my gosh, you know, they get me, they're holding the space, they're just giving me really, like, you just, I think it's all about just finding the right mix for you. Yeah, you're like, am I feeling heard right now? Because if I'm not... Exactly, Am am, am I feeling heard? Do I feel like you know, they're just thinking about what to say next, or they're actually like, really focused on what what my needs are, what, not what their other clients, but like, what are my unique needs? Yeah. And I think what's beautiful about that, too, is that like, I've, you know, I've spoken with people and and even had students that like, they've gone to therapy, and they were like, you know, it just wasn't doing it. Like they felt heard, but they weren't getting the feedback that they wanted. And they realized that what they wanted wasn't just to talk it out, but was to have, you know, somebody give them like step by step, like real, like grounded, you know, things to do that weren't just, oh, imagine, you know, all your worries are in like a cloud that's floating above your head. You know, it was like, no, what can I do like in this moment physically? Yeah. And, and they were looking for that. And so, you know, recognize that like, if something doesn't work out, it's showing you more of what you actually want, more of what you desire and like to follow that and be like, okay, I don't feel like I'm getting, you know, like tangible tips and that's what I want. So go seek that out. You know, don't feel like you have to to settle with the kind of help that you get. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And if you find that it clicks, then like, perfect. You know, like, that's awesome. Then, then stick with it. Yeah. (laughs) And that's what I love about mental health. Honestly, it's just, there are so many, like, it's just under the umbrella, you know, you can, you can go like the medication route, the therapy route. There's just, there's so many different, like, you know, 
just even simple things from like, you know, not drinking as much caffeine or Mm -hmm. instead trying like this tea that's calming, like chamomile tea. It's just there's so many things that you can do that switch out like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm just going to replace this one ingredient, but it's going to make me feel really like calm and grounded it's just there's so many cool natural like whole foods is like my favorite place (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah like that sugar was a huge one for me for sure um I didn't realize how big of a part it was playing I mean you know you you think you would realize but like no (laughs) um and I mean, I'm I'm grateful that like the reason that I stopped consuming so much sugar, I mean, it was it was actually because of my kids because I got pregnant, and I like I was wow. like, oh, I can't just like I didn't care what I was doing to my own body, but I was like, oh, I can't do that to like another human being, so that's yeah. when I ended up st- I had to literally detox for two days from sugar, like it was like wow. put me in a dark room, like just sweats, headaches, it was the ridiculous. I'm like, you'd think I was getting off of crack, like I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. That's crazy, but it's, but I mean, you're right though. It's just, it's so powerful food and what we drink and our environment, it all affects how we are on the inside. And if we do have, you know, roommates that are negative or something like, it's just, I feel like we can overlook how, how much things really impact us. And, you know, if we're in a toxic relationship, our boyfriend, girlfriend is just, negative or like just judgmental or not really bringing out the best in us it's so important to realize oh my gosh you know yes this is actually affecting my well-being and it's making me turn into a person that I'm not and it's making me it's turn like it's making me you know like angry and bitter and hateful to the people I love and it's just it's not healthy but it's really important to remember how much routines and like what we eat and just everything that we're doing, watching on, you know, YouTube, what, how much, especially during quarantine, you know, what's Mm -hmm. on the news. It's really, really, really powerful to remember, wait, you know, this, this, all this information, it's going somewhere. It's not just dissipating into space. It's, it's actually like, you know, staying in my body. And if you are someone that naturally gets anxious or you're easily triggered by especially now it's like this pandemic pandemic where it's really you know a worst case scenario and if you are someone that like just you it really like it will send you into a spiral for five hours then you have to know that about yourself and you have to be comfortable with saying okay, you know, I'm not going to watch the news or I'm only going to watch it for 30 minutes or like something because you have to put like yourself first. Yeah. And I mean, just like how we were talking about advocating for yourself in something like therapy or even with a coach, you know, like you have to advocate for yourself and your and the betterment of yourself to yourself. Yeah. Because like you said, you have those habits, you have those routines and so, yeah, it's about it's about being like, okay, clearly the news is not helping me right now. Like, am I going to just let the habit continue to play out or am I going to advocate for my health, my mental health, my physical health, right? And say something about exactly. it and do something about it. Yeah. Exactly. Because, you know, especially with right now, not to get too much into it, but mm-hmm. there, there is, you know, this is just such a good example of 
there is a huge difference between getting the scientific facts <laughs> versus like, you know, just someone's opinion or just the media blowing it out of proportion mm-hmm. or, you know, just gossip or just them showing a picture of a bunch of dead bodies. I mean, there's yeah. a really big difference between what is an actual fact versus, you know, it's going to make anyone anxious to, to hear 400 different opinions from 400 different doctors mm-hmm. because there's like there's one fact, but there's thousands of, of opinions. Yeah. Yeah, and I and and I also think it's so crucial that when we are like consuming, especially now, you know, consuming the media and everything like that, like don't j- like, uh, you know, I'm not trying to like get political or anything, but don't just take someone's word because of their title either, you know, like yes. if 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 it really resonates with you or it's worrying you, you know, do a little more research, you know, ask ask more questions, and don't just take it at face value because of the person the person's title who said it, whether that be a doctor, whether that be, you know, the the president, whether it be whoever, you know, like, it's like, make sure you are informing yourself well, like, if you will. Yes, that's no, it's so powerful. Make sure what you're reading is actual. I mean, one, make sure it's positive, make sure it's helpful, make mm-hmm. sure it's gonna make you feel better. But two, Make sure it's actually factual. Make sure it's actually, like, real and it's not just twisted news. It's not just fake. It You know, make sure it's like, oh, this is actually what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I think it's even more beneficial for people to think, what is, what is going to help me? Like, you know, yes, there is. And not just what's going on right now, but in real life, you know, there's always going to be a tornado. There's not figuratively, but like literally, (laughs) I mean, it could be figuratively too, but there's always going to be a hurricane, a natural disaster, a economic crisis, a financial like depression. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be something global and internal, but the best thing you can do is really think what is going to help me help myself? Like, Mm -hmm. what can I do personally? Let's, you know, because thinking too bigly, it can make you anxious. So if you take it a little bit smaller and think, what steps can I, like me, Megan Gallagher, (laughs) what steps can I take? What things can I do that will help, you know, this cause or that I can contribute or what thing can I do today that's going to help me take my power back or what thing can I do is going to like give me some control back because I think the thing about anxiety is that for me personally it's always been a fear of losing control or change or you know all of these what's going to happen if I don't have control what's going to happen if I like you know it's I'm going to moving to a different country, like any type of change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, the, and I think like, I think anxiety big time kind of boils down to this fear of the unknown, right? Yes. Like it's, yes. it all boils down to that. Um, and, and it is one of those things where, you know, changing the scale of where your perspective's at and changing where your yeah. focus is. Like, am I focusing on, you know, like, like you said, it, it's all existing at the same time. You know, like like there's yeah. good things happening and, and and awful things happening all at the same time. We like we just live in a world full of contrast and full of opposites and 
that's just, you know, that's just kind of the, the way it is. And, you know, it's it's very powerful to it doesn't have to feel because I think sometimes people are like, well, I don't want to just turn a blind eye to it. I don't want to just right. ignore it and pretend like it's not happening. You're not yeah. like you are you are focusing on something positive because here's the thing, like you can't help you can't really help effectively if you if you are feeling like intense anxiety. Like it yeah. doesn't benefit anyone. It's like somebody somebody used the example of like, you know, trying to help the poor when you're poor. It's kind of that like Exactly. Yeah, like like you could make such a you know, you could you could make a bigger impact, you could help people better if you actually prioritize your mental health first and get in a state where you can be calm and collected or at least be able to navigate the stuff that feels scary because it's inevitable that you're going to have moments in life where you're scared, especially, you know, for everyone that listens to this podcast, we're constantly growing and up-leveling and trying to, you know, be better. (laughs) And that involves intentionally facing fears. And yeah. Yeah. And so it's just like, you know, putting that mental health first. I know for me, like, especially with the news, like if I'm not hearing new information, I'll stop listening to it because like my my husband loves to have it on. And so I'm like, you know, he he wants to be informed. And I'm like, okay, that's his jam. But like if I keep hearing the same thing over from like 10 different hosts, (laughs) I'm like, okay, so draining. I know. I'm like, I'm done. I got it. (laughs) I get the gist. (laughs) No, it's you know, it's just I think. The best thing, like, the best advice I have for this is just to make sure, something that always helps me is just to think, okay, so I want to feel good and then take action. That's something that Mm. helps me. So I like to get myself into a good state of mind. And, like, I can tell personally when, like, I, I use this term, but I don't really mean it, but I like the term, you know, I feel in my body versus out of my body. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with anxiety, our thoughts can wander so far and our mind can wander. But when we become aware of, oh my gosh, okay, so my mind, you know, I feel out of my body, meaning when you have a panic attack, you know, you feel kind of like you're floating, you're you're autopilot, you kind of are out of your body. But I feel like when I take a breath and I just like ground myself and I actually focus on what's around me, then I feel I feel more in my body. And I'm like, oh, okay, so I what makes me feel good? You know, it's working out, it's doing deep breathing, it's putting myself first, it's filling up my cup and then I'm just, you know, going to take action. I'm going to want to do something else that makes me feel good rather than waking up and jumping on the news. That's not going to set my day up for success. You know, that's going to make me feel like anxious and worried and wondering and like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And what if, what if, but rather waking up and actually doing the breath work, doing the meditations, doing the exercise and then that sets me up for like making other healthy, positive choices. Yeah. Now this is this is kind of like a little bit of a tangent, but I just feel like it would be so valuable to talk about it right now. What? Yes. What did a what did a panic attack look like for you? Because I I think that I I would really benefit people to like understand. Now they're not always going to look the same, but I would love for like you because I have my version of a panic attack. I'd love to hear what yours is like or was like. Yeah, so, I mean, to be totally honest, right now in my life, I don't 
had panic attacks because Mm-mm. I I really like I can stop myself I know exactly like when to you know turn off the computer and like sit aside for five seconds I know exactly my body but yeah when I was in high school let's I would say from 15 to 16 17 years old for about a year and a half my anxiety was at its absolute worst and this was like every day I had seven classes every day in high school so I was having a panic attack in each class about seven panic attacks and then plus a few extra during lunchtime and you know the morning and after school but for me a panic attack would start with um just thinking like overthinking too much to where my body can't handle it and it needs an energy release so it Mm -hmm. just like freaks out um and then I would, I, I start getting, I start getting a pit in my stomach. To me, that's like number one telltale sign. I feel like there's, I feel like I'm dropping on an elevator, like that awful, yeah. you know, clenching stomach feeling. I also feel, anytime I feel anxious, I feel like I can't make a decision. Like I feel really like, I just like, I can't, no, I don't feel, I don't feel clarity. I feel like you know, I can't make an actual decision. I feel like I can't focus. I feel really out of reality, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel super like the worst thing is going to happen. I feel really like the world's going to end. I feel extremely, oh my gosh, this is going to be it. I like some, some horrible worst case scenario thing is going to happen. And for me, when I was younger, it was... I had a fear when I was in high school, and this sounds so crazy to say, but (laughs) I had a fear of throwing up in front of other people, and it was this crazy, irrational fear, but it basically, it just stemmed back to a fear of losing control. I had a fear of, you know, throwing up in front of other people, so I wouldn't eat during lunchtime in high school, Mm. so then my mind started just thinking, oh, well, if I don't eat, then I'm going to be hungry and there'll be nothing in my stomach. So then that means I can't throw up in front of other people. So people won't judge me. They won't know that I'm struggling with something. They won't see, like, I think I also just had such a fear of people, like, people seeing people knowing I was struggling and me thinking it's bad or that it's a weakness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it, isn't it wild? Like just the idea of like being more concerned about what other people think than like, like it's, it's weird. Cause when you're in that space, like for anybody who's dealing with the bad, like you're more concerned about other people than like about yourself. Yes. Like you're like, I'll literally not eat food just so that no one else is, like, disturbed or has, like, you know, the inkling that, like, I'm not well. It's, 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 yeah, it's just, it's so crazy. I mean, and I just, like, I struggled so much, and I just kept on thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, my, like, these, these friends that I have, if they find out I have anxiety, then they're going to stop inviting me places and they're going to, you know, just treat me differently. And I mean, yeah, it just, it was such a fear of mine, but I feel like my family really, really, really helped me just 
feel comfortable to them talking to them about it. And I think I just felt like very open with my mom specifically. I felt comfortable with my dad and my sister, but I knew that my mom for me was that person that would like, she would just say, okay, I get how you're feeling. It's real. I honor it, but I'm not going to pick you up from school. Like you have to, like, she just would say these things that, you know, in the moment I felt super like frustrated sometimes, but it was just such a blessing because she was helping me really understand just it's, you know, it's just a thought and I shouldn't let these thoughts dictate what I do with my life. I love that she gave you so much like I I love to call it tough love because it's that like it's that empathy and compassion that like, yeah, what you're experiencing, you know, feels really intense. Like I understand like that's you know, we're not going to invalidate that. But at the same time, she was like giving you that toughness of like, no, go outside your comfort zone, because I promise you, like once you get used to just getting out of there, like you'll you'll be more comfortable outside of that, you know, that bubble or whatever you've been used to. And so yeah. your mom was kind of doing that that for you, which is just a, such a really beautiful thing. Yes, it just, it really, um, I just, I can't commend her enough because she just, like the things that she would say, it just, it's so true. And our, our minds are so powerful. And she would just tell me, you know, Megan, your mind, it's, it's yours. So you need to take control and tell it, hey, so this is what I'm thinking, and I want to feel this way today. So that's it. You know, I am choosing to feel this way, mm-hmm. and I'm going to feel that way. And you just, like, whatever we think, then that's what happens. Because if we think today is going to be the best day ever, then it is going to be the best day ever. But if we think today is going to be the worst, it's just our minds are so powerful. And then that creates an emotional response in our body. Yeah, it really does. And it's, it's you know, something I've been telling my daughter lately because we've been doing uh, like remote, remote learning and everything. And so she's just, so cute. She, yeah, she has times that she just like gets kind of just frustrated with it. And yeah. I'll notice that like the times when she is having a hard time getting something or you know like just doesn't have the energy for it she's slouching she's like laying down and I I keep telling her I'm like your body talks to your brain your body talks to your brain and so I was like sit up you know let your body tell your brain that you're awake you're ready to do this and it's it's the same it goes back and forth so it's like you know what we do with our bodies that like physical action right pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone talks to your brain and says hey we're doing this thing and then, you know, you also get to, like, be intentional about your thoughts so that your body can come on board with it, too. And you're like, mm-hmm. no, like, t- we're going to have a good day today. Maybe stuff will go sideways, but, like, we're going to do our best with it. And it helps calm, like, calm, like you know, your, your nervous system, like, your physiology. Like, it helps get that on the, the same track. And so I think it's so cool when we can use those things intentionally. Yes. It's, that's just, you know... Like, that's the one thing that I want to empower teenagers. I want them to know that, they, like, they're in control. I want them to have that freedom and that self-confidence because I, you know, I think it's powerful. Like, the metaphor where, like, do you want to teach someone how to fish? or Like, 
or do, like do you want to give someone fish or do you want to like teach them how to do it themselves because it's just so powerful when we set up teenagers for real life success and we teach them you know here's how to manage your mental well-being here's how to just like notice when your mind wanders and then that is why you're feeling a certain way and something I'm really big on is contraction versus expansion which I I kind of like just thought of because the only way I can explain how things feel in my body is by calling it contraction which you know it's like an actual contraction it's a cramp it's a tightening of the muscles it's like a pit a knot in your stomach Mm -hmm. versus expansion to me I'm gonna trust whatever feels better so expansion feels better to me because that's like a lightness in my chest that you know that that feels happy that feels open that feels like awesome because I'm gonna trust you know how I feel around other people and how I feel when someone tells me like hey do you want to go this place or that place you have a choice I I want to go with the expansion and I think it's cool when people can trust their bodies Mm -hmm. and trust that they have the answer yeah yeah no I love that and I think like I I love that because I've been I've been using that terminology a lot lately too and so when you said it I was like yes girl um but I think you know it's one of those things where like there are going to be times when contraction it's like breathing you know like there's going to be times where contraction is necessary maybe you need to curl up in a ball and cry a little bit but you know or like but then you need to make sure you go back into the expansion you know open yourself back up don't lock yourself in that box because you know we're just not built to do that like everything has like movement and flow and so you kind of you know you need to go back and forth and you know like when I when I used to have panic attacks I mean it's so it's so interesting to me too because um like I had the opposite thing in high school to where I had like my group of people and we were all just like, like it was like misery with company. Like we were all just Mm. (laughs) awful together. (laughs) Like we were able to relate because we all had mental illnesses. Like we were all struggling um, and none of us knew what to do about it. So of course, you know, it wasn't, it was just not healthy for anyone (laughs) because we're all just like, yep, life sucks. Let's drink our problems away. (laughs) Um, But you know, like, so when I when I would have those panic attacks like at home or something, um, it it was like yeah it was that it was that contraction where like my body would tighten up it would shake I would hyperventilate I'd just be like screaming and crying and like I just just couldn't function and like my brain I couldn't even decipher a thought like it's just running ninety miles a minute um, and it was you know it was just loud like I don't know if you ever experienced that but it's just yeah it's just like so loud. Um, and everything's just like pulsing and intense. And, um, yeah, if I like, it's one of those things where I feel like if we, for anyone who's experiencing that, if you can just do your best to remember to like, you can have that contraction where it feels tight and you're, you know, you're letting out a lot of like pent up emotion. Like that's, that's, that's somebody like, that's when you have a situation where like, you're trying to like handle the anxiety, but you're not giving it any kind of outlet. So it's forcing its way out um, through things like panic attacks or, or, you know, even smaller instances where it's just, you know, feeling like immense anxiety. And like if, if in that moment you can just remember to like bring back that expansion, you know, like, and it's, it's you can start little, you know, if you like can't breathe, it's about like, 
like taking in like the little breaths, you know, it's about maybe yeah. trying to like sit up straighter, you know, like trying to like actually like, use your body again to talk to your brain um, if you feel like you can't control your thoughts in that moment. But yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, I think there's a lot of, you know, I think there's a lot of amazing grounding tools where, you know, if you feel like your thoughts have just like gone out of control and I really like the metaphor and like this visual of imagine you're walking a dog and, you know, let's say you got home from work and you have a dog and it's time to walk your dog. But like what happens if you let the dog walk you? Like what happens if you don't keep that control? You don't keep a tight leash because the dog's going to be like, you know, oh my gosh, squirrel, you know, <laughs> puddle, like leaves, trees for like 400 hours. But if you say, actually, like, I am the, I, I am walking the dog. The dog is not walking me. So with your thoughts and your mind, it's the same thing. Because, it like, if you give the anxiety power, it literally will want to just, like, overthink and look over, under, sideways, hyperanalyze one thing. Mm -hmm. But we have to, like, live our life. We have to be productive. We have to move on and just, like, there's things to do. So it's important to just say, okay, I honor this. I recognize it. But I'm in control. And I'm going to, like, walk this dog for 10 minutes because that's all I have time for. I'm not going to let the dog walk me, you know, for five hours and because that's not productive. Yeah, and it's also exhausting. <laughs> Exactly. It's exhausting. It's you're, you're battling yourself and it's just, it's draining. It's exhausting. And, you know, everyone wants to feel good. Everyone wants to feel happy. And I just speak about anxiety because that's the only thing I have experience with. I've mm -hmm. never, thankfully, I've never experienced depression or anything else. But anxiety, it's just, to me, I, it's just our thoughts. It's just our thoughts when we, you know, it's important to just label them. Like there's a giant file folder, a file cabinet where in your office, like you put your taxes, your mortgage, your whatever vacations, all that stuff. Imagine each folder, you can put every single thought into a folder. You can put, okay, so right now, like if you slow down your thoughts enough to the point where you can put each one in a category. So is this thought, you know, from the past, is it worrying about the future is this thought anticipating is this thought negative is it like put put something on it put a label on it because that just that makes me feel better every single time yeah and i and i think what is so um wonderful about like your approach to it too is like the like it really is it's all about i feel like especially for people that are dealing with anxiety it's about bringing yourself back to the present moment because anxiety yes like is thrives when you are in the past or in the future like when you're yes. playing out scenarios that don't exist so true or when you just you know when you're thinking about something from like five years ago and it's just it was a like something that you didn't enjoy the experience or like I just I also feel like anxiety is just also you know it can be in a spiritual sense it can be kind of this like detector of okay, wait, you know, something feels off. Like when you're driving in a car on the road, you feel like the like if you fall asleep while driving or something, you know, those bumps on the side of the road that wake yes. you up so you can go back into your lane. Yeah. I feel like anxiety is just an indicator of, 
you know, yes, it's a mental health condition, but I also really feel like it can be an indicator of, you know, something feels off in my life or there's a person in my life. There's a situation where, you know, I I keep on having anxiety. So that's why I'm a huge advocate for listening to your body because our bodies are talking to us all the time. But when we shut it down and tune it out and turn it off, you know, that's when things get worse. But I think our bodies are talking to us like, hey, you know, there's a reason why I just talked to some this my neighbor and I have a pit in my stomach. Like, I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah. No, I love that. Using like anxiety as the rumble strips. Like you're just like, you know, exactly. yeah, you're like, okay, you're like, something's veering off. Like let's, let's take a moment to assess. Did I drive too far to the left? Did I drive too far to the right? Like, what do I need to do to kind of get back to a place where I feel good and things feel smoother? Yes. Because I think like, especially let's say an example, if Like, I am dating someone, and, like, the moment I met them, I've had a pit in my stomach, and I don't know why, and it won't go away, and I keep on blaming it on other things, and I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, no, you know, it's because of this, oh, it's just, it's probably that, it's probably nothing. I really feel that, like, we have an intuition as well, and our gut feeling is trying to say something, hey, something is off, hey, you know oh my gosh, it's, you know, this person isn't good for us. There's just, there's something to it. And I think people, I think it's helpful for all of us to just stop and really get in touch with what we're feeling and what our body wants to do and what our body is trying to tell us. Because I think we can go about living our life, but at a certain point, we have to like, you know, respect our two brains. I feel like we have the yeah. brain in our head and then the brain in our gut, which is, you know, I think there's, I just, I really, 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 really believe in trusting your gut feelings. But I think that can be tricky with anxiety because you can think, oh my gosh, you know, is this a panic attack? Is this a pit in my stomach? Or is this like my intuition talking? Right, right. And, you know, and I think like it's one of those things where the more that you, the more you listen, the more that you tune in, the the clearer that gets and it gets less foggy. But what I like and what just kind of came up in my head that I, I don't, I've never really thought about before. But I was like, you know, anxiety is, is such this like either it's, you know, it's playing outside the realm of the present. So it's like, you know. The, yeah. the unknown what ifs, but also like the past what ifs where it's like, well, what if I like I should have done this differently? Like, what if I would have just done this and, you know, kind of playing in that area? But then what's interesting is when you get to the present and maybe your body's trying to talk to you and something's coming up. I think yeah. a lot of people just wait. They 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 yeah. they just hope and they're like, well, like especially with the relationship example. Well, maybe it'll maybe it'll get better. Maybe it'll take care of itself. And then it doesn't work out or things maybe get worse or something happens. And then now they have this this mistrust of like it's just it's damaged their trust with like with 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 that space, you know, with the unknown, because they tried to use the unknown to solve the problem and waited rather than taking any kind of action. And now and then it didn't work out. And so now they don't trust the unknown. And it plays right back into the like future in the past thing. So, so true. I think that would really break the chain, like the chain for a lot of people to just like, listen, and then do something about it. And, you know, and and start to build, I mean, start to build up that trust when I talk about um, beating the bad 
for bipolar anxiety and depression, it's it's a mental BLT. It's about building up, you know, love or belief, love and trust in yourself. So it's yes. like rebuilding that that mental BLT. Yes. And I mean, it's just it's just it's so true, though, because I feel like when you do trust your gut feeling and you really like strengthen that relationship with, oh, my gosh, you know, like it's just it's this isn't a good word. It's not a game, but it's like, oh, I just tried this. And then now, you know, oh, now I feel this way. So let's try something else. It's just getting used to what feels right to you because Mm -hmm. I, I think I said this earlier, but like just the best example I can use honestly is when I was a teenager, I dated this guy and I remember vividly, I don't remember much about the relationship because it happened so long ago, but I, I remember how I felt and I remember feeling like this just isn't working. And I have this constant like dread, like lurching pit in my stomach every time he texts me. And I feel like I'm dropping on a roller coaster that like you just, oh, your stomach like drops down. I just like, I felt that way all the time. And I was like, this just, I can't shake this. And I, I got so frustrated with myself because I was like, I mean, am I making this up? This just isn't like this. What is this makes no sense. But I really realize, you know, like we all have a gut feeling. And honestly, there are some people that will come into your life where you just feel like you there's just something off and you just feel like you can't, you know, like figure them out or that's just where it's really important to trust how you feel because once again, we can have anxiety over, you know, things, obvious things like the pandemic, like the coronavirus. That's right. very obvious and rational. I mean, it may be a little bit irrational, but it's like very understandable. But there's also other things that we may be feeling anxious about where, you know, it's not so obvious. It's kind of like this weird, just like indirect language of like, I can't really put my finger on it, but there's something about this person, this guy, this boyfriend, this girlfriend, this boss, this, you know, employee where I have this feeling and I can't shake it because it's just like this constant, you need to make a change, like fire this person, like just don't break up with this person. It's not good for you. Um, And then just, it's, it's just really, really powerful. Well, and, and what happens a lot, like, so, you know, is that you'll get that gut feeling, but then your brain will come in and start to weigh out all the options and start to give you all these things. And so, you know, I like you have to do your best to like, it's kind of that, like, you know, we're talking about the gut, but I always talk about like going from like the head to the heart. And so it's like making sure, like, am I listening to my head or am I listening to like my gut reaction? Like when I do one-on-one calls with people, they're like, oh, I don't know if I should do this or I do this. And I ask them straight out and I'm like, like, what do you want to do? Tell me your answer right now. And they spit it out really quick. And I'm like, well, that's it. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, so but... get, out, get out, you know, get out of your head sometimes and just like get into your heart. Like, I feel like yeah. we always know what we want to do, but overthinking once again can mm-hmm. cause like, well, I mean, my list of to do, I, you know, I have 4,000 things. I don't know, but it's like, just get into your heart space. Yeah. Like, what do you what do you want to do, not what you need to do? Your your head should help your you execute what your heart is calling you to do. 
your your yeah. head is there for some strategy and your heart is there to be like this is it you know yes and i think for especially you know with people um that are dealing with anxiety or even all like you know whether it's bipolar anxiety or depression you know it a lot of times like when they get those feelings or like how you were explaining like you kept getting that pit in your stomach and you're like what is yes. going on you will like people will chalk it up to oh that's just they'll either chalk it up to oh well that's just the anxiety or they'll chalk it up to oh that's just who I am I guess I guess that's what just, just what my body does you know they won't listen yeah. deeper they'll just chalk it up to that and I know that for me when I went when I finally reached the point at which I had like broken completely free from having bipolar anxiety and depression and I don't live with it anymore but I, that was the, that was the pivotal moment. I was like, what if I stop yeah. saying that when I feel sad, I'm depressed. When I feel anxious, I have anxiety. I and so that's what I started to play with. And then I realized that I actually started to look deeper. I'm like, okay, well, if I'm sad, you know, what's going on? And I'm like, okay, well, I don't feel like I'm getting enough time for myself. Okay. That's made me really sad. Like if I'm feeling anxious, what is it? Well, I'm super stressed right now. Like I stopped chalking yes. it up. Yes. Mm -hmm. I stopped like bulking that reason and I was able to start to pick it apart and see it deeper I, I love that because it's just so powerful what you just said because you know not that's such a great word not bulking it up because mm -hmm. like you know you I mean like we could we're all you know em empaths in a certain way we all like energy is a real thing so that's just so important when if I feel anxious not to just jump to oh, it's because I have anxiety, because then our brain is just going to assume, okay, every time I feel an emotion, then it's just like this. And it's like worst case scenario. And I just, you know, like have to take a pill to feel better. But it's yeah. like, well, well, also, I mean, like we are human beings. So it is perfectly wonderful to feel a feeling and to just dig a little deeper. Like maybe it's just because your roommates are bothering you or there's some unhealed trauma from your childhood or there's like, you know, you, what you said, you haven't had enough me time. You haven't like done a face mask and things that make you feel good about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I know that like, and, and some people like when you, and cause I know, I know this because I was this person, but when you're like, Hey, like look deeper, like what, you know, what's well I think a lot the bigger question a lot of people get is like well what's triggering you and I'm like I don't know it just came out of nowhere right <laughs> and they're like yeah they just don't know how to look deeper at it and I think it's you know it's and that's well there's there's the bridge is like it's it's not about what necessarily triggered you how are you feeling what thoughts are you thinking what you know like what's playing in your head and start to pick that apart like pick apart what's happening now not what sent you into what you're feeling right now because that's less important than you know what story's playing in your head or you know are you feeling sad are you feeling angry are you feeling you know like like you said like that's it's so crucial I mean it's one of the points I cover in my program so deeply is that like we have to understand especially for people that have had a diagnosis that like we all, everyone, whether you have a diagnosis or not, gets these spectrum of emotions. You know, they may look different on different people, but like, yeah, I think there's that association of like, if I'm anxious or if I'm sad, you know, it's anxiety or it's depression. And so then it kind of feels self-defeating and you're like, well, crap, I'm still dealing with that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, it's really, I, I love what you said. I mean, it's just so powerful to just like be be in tune with your body enough to the point where you can really sense 
your emotions and you can really like be, and this is something I say too, to like, when I speak at schools, I just, you know, if a teenager is like, Megan, I'm really, you know, I struggle with my thoughts and I struggle with just, and I really like to just tell them, you know, just a a mat, like just observe your thoughts. I think Mm -hmm. the problem is, is when people get attached to their thoughts and they start like, then having an inner argument with themselves and like this whole tangent where they just go on and on. It's like, just observe, don't get attached to them because when you just observe, you feel so much better because you're like, Oh, it's, it's okay that like I thought about, you know, this from a long time ago because it's just a thought. I think it's the problem is when we like, you know, hyper-analyze of, like, wait, why am I thinking about, like, my uncle who said this five years ago, because then we just, like, then we start feeling the emotions of, like, I feel guilty for thinking this way, I feel embarrassed for thinking this way, but just observe the thoughts, but just, like, let them flow like a river. Yeah, your thoughts aren't you. Your thoughts are a collection of everything you've taken in, every word a person said to you, like, every... Like what we were talking about earlier with media and just being mindful of like who you're around and what, you know, what you're consuming. Like it's like your thoughts are a collection of your external world. They're not who you are necessarily what you think. It's just what you've retained from from outside of you. And so that's that's where I think that difference is, is like, you know, it's like your like. What is you is what you intentionally dis- like choose to think. It's not what automatically pops up. It's what you are intentional about thinking. Yes, I love that. That's so true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this was such a good conversation. Oh my goodness. I yes, feel like I feel like no, I... <laughs> we could go for like another hour. <laughs> I know. No, I love. I love talking about this and I, I'm just such an advocate because I think, you know, our thoughts are really, really powerful and it's just, we, we have the choice every day, you know, just like waking up and picking what we want to wear for the day, our outfit, or we pick what we eat. It's just the same thing. We, we pick what we think about. And I think the power comes from, getting off of autopilot and just realizing, whoa, okay, so like every second of the day, I am always choosing which thoughts I think and which thoughts I focus on. Because mm-hmm. once again, all of our thoughts can be, there's, there's thousands of thousands of thousands of thousands every single day. So some can be negative, some can be positive, some can be you know, just from the past, some can be random, some can be intrusive thoughts where it's like a random, it feels intrusive, it feels like, whoa, that's a bold statement, but it's just important to, you know, they all are just thoughts, and we always get to choose, and that to me always makes me feel better when I remember, oh, it's just a choice. Yeah, I mean, it truly, it truly is, like, so deeply, (laughs) like... (laughs) And yes. it's and it's a it's something that you practice. It's something that you know yeah. you just you continue to practice. It's a habit you build, and eventually, yep. yeah, you reach a point where you get to like it feels a lot easier than it maybe it does at first. So true. Yeah. All right. Well, Megan, I think we're gonna wrap it up here. Um, I loved having you on. And can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yes, 
Um, this was so amazing. So I am everywhere on social media. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I have Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and it's all the same username. So it's at Megan, M-E-G-A-N, W, my middle initial, and then Gallagher, G-A-L-L-A-G-H-E-R. So it's at Megan W. Gallagher on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. I also have TikTok. Um, and then I have my website, which is MeganWGallagher.com. That has all of my info if you want me to speak at your school or if you have a panel or anything. Um, it's all my books, my blogs, my everything. My podcast I just recently started and it has my TED Talks. It just, yeah, that's my website. Wonderful. And what's the name of your podcast? My podcast, super exciting. We are six episodes in. Yay. It's called Reaching New Heights. And it's just, you know, a term that I love to use, just imagining every time I'm pushing myself outside my comfort zone, it's just I'm reaching a new height. Like I'm going yes. up a level and I'm leveling up in my life. And I'm all about, you know, being the best person I can be and reaching my best potential. Oh, I love that. You guys definitely go check it out. Check out all of her stuff. Go give her a yeah. follow, all the things. And we'll, I'll link it all in the show notes as well so that they can um, find it all there too. So, awesome. Thank you so much, Olivia. You're so sweet. And oh. thank you for having this podcast and for doing what you're doing because it's making a difference in so many people's lives. Oh, thank you so much. And like, I'm an, I'll just gush too. Like, thank you for doing what you do. Like, I just, I love that you are such... A, a loud voice for mental health and especially with teens and like I think that that's so valuable the sooner people can you know learn how to navigate this and overcome it the better because I know that like I I've had to just undo so much you know like later in my life um and so I think it's just so valuable what you're doing especially helping such such a young audience um be able to like start out with their best foot forward Yes. I'm all about empowering people to just, you know, live their best life. I always positive, always just like, let's have the best day ever. <laughs> yes. Yes, girl. You and me both. Woo! Woo <laughs> well, thank you again for coming on the show. It was such a good time having you here. Thank you so much, Olivia. This was so much fun. I loved it. All right, that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. As always, you keep staying Simply Awesome. I'll keep staying Simply Ollie, and I'll chat with you on the next pod. Bye.